Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. This afternoon I have another prophetic landmark message. It's actually an extension of my New Year message on the times or the years of the fulfillment of the Feast of Tabernacles. And today I'm going to be talking about the restoration of the purity and the power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. By the mercy and the grace of God, I've been around in the church for 43 years. I got born again in 1979. So this is my 45th year. Actually, this, I got born again around May, around my birthday. I don't remember the exact day. I was doing my youth call in 1979. And um, so it'd be 45 years this year by the grace and the mercy of God. I've been around. And God privileged me to interact with some of the great leaders of the church. Firstly, in London, uh, through Pastor Bernard and I, the porter, who have both gone home to be with the Lord, who were acquaintances with Smith Wigglesworth. I didn't, I didn't know who was who. I didn't even know, you know, anything. It was God who led me and planted me. That church was just behind my hostel. And I was led there. I had a great experience in that church. I was there for just about a year. I became close friends uh, with Pastor Porter and his wife. And interacting with them, we operated what is known in the Bible as diversities of tongues and interpretation. And sometimes prophecy. I saw it in its pure manifestation and power. It was a great boost to my life. Then I came to Nigeria. Before I came to Nigeria, I had the privilege, by the grace and the mercy of God, to go to America. And I listened to Kenneth Hagen in 1980. I actually met, I went to his office and just, I just introduced myself as a kid. You know, Kenneth Hagen was such a nice, simple person. I didn't have any appointment. I just said I wanted to meet Kenneth Hagen. I went. You know, and they said I should wait in the office. I waited and stayed, you know, and then the secretary said, oh, he's free now. I came, I said, oh, I came from Imperial College. I came from London. I'd just like to say hello. He said, you've come a long way. It's very nice to me. He took my hand. He shook me. He gave me a Bible. You know, it's old now. You know, it had a leather Bible. It had, you know, they had they had this special. Kenneth Hagen had it. Kenneth Copeland too had it. You know, special edition faith kind of Bible. I asked them to give me one. I was very happy. I felt on top of the world. In 1981, I went to America again. This time, I spent about um, two three months. I went in September. I came back late November early December and I was I stayed with a couple called um, 
I've forgotten their name, but their name was Micus. You know, uh, uh, they were, the, the, the husband was German American, the wife was Italian American. They had a son called Dan. I'm sure Dan's still alive. You know, uh, I stayed with him. You know, and they gave, we had a flat in town in Tulsa. Dan was a student at uh, at um, Rama Bible Training Center, and there was another Italian guy. I can't remember his name now. You know, three of us. So we would go every morning. We would go from the house, you know, the apartment. Um, Dan would drive, and we'll go to Tulsa, go to Broken Arrow, to um, Rama Bible. I was allowed. I was not a student, but I was allowed. So I would be in class with them. And the afternoons, I would, would stay back and listen to Kenneth Hagen. He would teach. He had what they call healing school. He taught about healing and all of that. I learned so much. Because in those, in those meetings, I heard so many experiences that Brother Hagen had. And I had this first-hand uh, uh, interaction with him. I was just sitting somewhere in the front there. You know, okay, he can just be here. And, you know, and I listened. He talked, as did Pastor and Mrs. Porter, about the gifts of the Spirit that they experienced in the 1930s, the 1940s, the 1950s, a little bit of the 60s. But even Kenneth Hagen himself, said that we are not seeing what we should be seeing. An increase. I did, we did see the gifts of the Spirit, but not like what they used to describe in the 40s and in the 50s. To put this in perspective, you need to understand that there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit fresh outpouring in 1901. It was actually December, January 1, 1901 in Topeka, Kansas in the, um, I've forgotten the name of the guy now. Bible students. Thank you. Charles Parham. Thank you. And that's when speaking in tongues actually returned to the church. And some people started teaching it. Some people started teaching it. There was a black man called Seymour who was in Topeka, Kansas, but he was not allowed inside the school because he was black. True story. Because they had segregation in those days. So Seymour would sit outside, but he would be hearing what Charles Parham is teaching on the inside. And he saw that some of the students began to speak in tongues so he, he, he learned all the principles. He didn't get the experience himself there in Topeka, Kansas. And he traveled all the way to Los Angeles in California. This is 1906, 1905, 1906. And um, there was a woman there who was a white woman who, uh, with her husband, I think, you know, they were interested in all this baptism of the Holy Spirit you know, they had heard about it, and, but they hadn't had the experience, you know. So, um, Charles uh, Seymour, or, his name, William Seymour, thank you, correction, said, okay, yeah, he was ready to teach it. But 
the church the, that they were in, and the, they said, no, 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 it's a black man. They kick him out, you know. And they're not going to allow that nonsense, that holy roller stuff here. So they kicked them out. So the woman said, okay, we'll do it in our house. True story. Do it in our house. So they started the meetings in that woman's house. In the, you know, in America, they have what you call a porch, like a veranda. So they started. So the woman got baptized, the Holy Spirit started speaking in tongues. Then, you know, it just, it's like a little fire. It just started like that. Charles Seymour himself and his wife, they too, in those days, the, the Holy Roller said, we got the baptism. That's what they used to call it. You know, I got the baptism. So they too started praying in tongues. Then the woman and some other brethren helped him. They got one old hotel, old, you know, in Azusa Street. They cleared it out. It was, it was, it was derelict. They cleaned it out. They put the, they also put a, a, a box or something that acted like the pulpit. It was, you know, it was very similar to the manger that, Jesus was born in. Because back, you see, this was the transition years. At that time, cars had started to become popular, but they were not so popular. So a lot of people were still using horses. So the, 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 the stable where they were, the horses used to park, that's where they cleared it out. You know, it wasn't too expensive because it was run down. But these people put money together to start, cut a long story short. That's where Azusa Street started. So the guy... Papa Simon would uh, go on the platform. He would preach. Uh, things started happening. People started coming from all over Los Angeles and started praying in tongues. And there was this outpouring. But not only tongues, gifts of healings, miracles. As has not been seen since the day of the Acts of the Apostles. The world spread like wildfire. People came from all over America when they heard even I am told, you can Google me, check it out, that the Los Angeles Times, whether Chronicle or whatever, the newspaper, said, Pentecost hits the secular. The reporters came to come and see this phenomenon of speaking in tongues. Some of them got saved. <laughs> Some of them went away mocking, as usual. You know, Some... People started coming from all over the world. That revival continued for about, from 1906 to 1915, about nine years. Great, 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 great things. All the gifts of the Spirit. The revelation gifts, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, visions and dreams, the power gifts, Special faith, workings of miracles, gifts of healings, cancers, all kinds of terminal disease healed instantly, instantly. Diversities of tongues, interpretations of tongues, and prophecy. And thus returned to the church. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Many people came from all over the world. From Ireland, from England, 
People like old Wigglesworth. They, he didn't go to America, but some people brought it to England. They started teaching and preaching about it. Wigglesworth was very, very skeptical at first. Very skeptical. He said, if this thing is of God, I want it. But if it's not of God, I don't want, you know, I don't want the devil speaking through me. So he went to a meeting with his wife. His wife got it first. Got the baptism and then she took him. And he took, he got it. <laughs> and it spread like wildfire. Through the 1920s. Into the 1930s. 1940s. Satan in his characteristic man started World War II. Try and destroy the work of God. God had people who were faithful. At the end of World War II, in 1949, 50, 51, Kenneth Hagin prophesied about this. Gordon Lindsay and some other guys said a revival of divine healing will return to America, and it did. They had these big tents, would sit 10,000 people, and men like William Branham and Jack Cole and Kenneth Hagen and Gordon Lindsay and others. Healings, instant healings, blind eyes open instantly. The lame would walk, the blind saw. The dumb would speak all kinds of miracles. But it lasted for a while. And then it went down. The 1920s went up and then it came down. The one of 1940s went up and then it came down. 1950s. In 1960s, there was the return of the charismatic movement. Again, it went up and then it came down. I was born, in, born again in 1979. I saw a little bit through Pastor and Mrs. Porter. And I saw a little bit through Kenneth Hagen, but not much. When I observe something, I hear my message begins. From around 1983 and onwards, I, that's me, Olubi Johnson, observed an increasing drop in the purity and the power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit as covetousness through a distorted prosperity message began to gain ground. In fact, many of the gifts of the Spirit became corrupted like the anointing of Saul. See, Saul was originally called an anointed of God. The Bible says an evil spirit from the Lord because uh, the, the Spirit of God departed from him because of his stubbornness and his rebellion. Like the anointing of Saul became corrupted by evil spirits. And I'm going to show you from Scripture. Satanically inspired, I, was, I observed this. When we started Scripture Pastor in 1984, 85, 86, 87, we had minimal gifts of the Spirit. Tongues, interpretation, prophecy, that was about it. Occasionally, we'll have word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of healing. Very occasionally. Now, I just know it's kind of dried up. I used to wonder why. But I heard from Kenneth Hagen, 
there's gifts and say, just teach the word, just pray and teach, which is what I did. I began to observe, sometimes I would invite guest speakers, but I was very careful in Scripture, Pastor I didn't let, I was very careful, you know, and I saw that someone was going to cross over to the other side. I would not allow the person to do, you know. So a lot of people didn't come here, but outside, I noticed this. Satanically inspired words of knowledge and prophecy gained a foothold in many Pentecostal and Word of Faith churches and gatherings as people, talking about the saints, blatantly, I wrote this in capitals, disobeyed the injunction that the gifts of the Spirit are given only as the Holy Spirit wills. Give me 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. Very quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Thank you. It's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. I've mentioned them. They're in three sections. There are three categories. You've got the revelation gifts. I would say revelation gifts. I didn't hear you. These are gifts that reveal something. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirit. Discerning of spirits is either having a vision or be able to see or hear or smell in the realm of the spirit. Then you have the uh, power gifts. There's a power gifts. Special faith. There's a special faith. Workings of miracles and gifts of healings. There's a gifts of healings. The gifts is plural. The healings is plural. You can have somebody who has gifts of healing for like he had it for appendicitis. If you had appendicitis, we, we, we else will box you and you get healed as the spirit would lead him you know some people had it for cancer some people had it for they were spe- specialized you know and people would go when they know that the person has a particular gift in a particular area they would go and many times they would get healed not all the time but many times it's out you see those things were operated as the spirit wills then you had the vocal gifts or the utterance gifts, which are uh, um, diversities of tongues. It's not the same tongues as the prayer language. It's diversities of tongues. Then the interpretations of those tongues and then prophecy. Now, all of them, go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 11. But all these, everybody say, all. That is all of them. What Revelation, uh, power, utterance, all these work at that one and the self-same spirit dividing to every man severally as they will. As he will. I having, I yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me, having been properly taught under Kenneth Hagen and others, I knew it was wrong. Well, I saw a lot of it in Nigeria. But not only in Nigeria, same in America. You know, a lot of blatant. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to just act as I'm criticizing people, but I, I stayed away from it. You cannot, Kenneth Hagen taught us, he taught us. He said, you can't push a button. He gives the example, I'm going to use it. <clears throat> of one time he went in one place and there was a girl 
she had the cancer of the lung, a young girl. And she was the niece of the pastor of the church Ken Hagen was preaching in. So they told Ken Hagen, they said, well, we, we trust that while you are here, my niece will get her healing. He said, well, let's see what God will do. The first night, you know, we had a series of nights. Prayed for her, nothing happened. Nothing happened. You know, and, you know, just prayed for her. They finished the meeting. And I think after about two or three nights, they'd been preaching the word. You know, every night she'll come to the healing line and he'll pray. But nothing will happen. So I think a few nights later, he prayed for her just as usual. Nothing, there was no manifestation or anything. So the girl went to sit down. He was on the platform, you know, and he was, he was laying hands on other people. He was praying, you know, we had this heal. That was a custom in those days to have a healing line. So people would come, they'll pray, you know, for one of them. Then he just looked over his shoulder and then he saw that girl and his eyes opened. Discerning the spirits came into operation and he saw an evil spirit like a little monkey, an imp. Sitting on that girl's shoulder and holding her head like this, and you know, attached to her her breast region where the cancer was. So he knew that that was the thing that was causing the cancer. So he asked the girl, "Come up, come up, come up, come up, come up, come up here." So the girl came up, you know, and he said, "You evil spirit that is causing the cancerous condition in this girl." I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. He had discernings of spirits. And of course, the word of knowledge. I'll, I'll talk to it. You know, he said instantly, the girl just lifted up her hands, you know, and the girl also had been seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All this time, she, had, she wasn't able to speak in tongues. She said, she just, she just started speaking in tongues spontaneously and she felt free that she was free of that sickness. He was still there. She went to the doctor. Go to the doctor. If it's real, go to the doctor. They ran all the x-rays, all the tests. It was completely gone. Let's give the Lord a super clap offering. Hallelujah. Completely. Then Ken Hagen is writing this in his book. And I think I heard him say, he said, if it was me operating it, I would have done it the first day. It's not as I will. It's as the Holy Spirit wills. The problem with our people is that when the spirit is not in operation, in order to perform in front of the people, they try and manufacture and then open the door to the devil. This is what has happened. I noticed an increase of this from 1983 and onwards. Blatantly dis disobeyed the injunction that the gifts of the spirit are only given as the Holy Spirit wills, especially in prophecy and the revelation gifts for financial gain. I wrote it here. This is what corrupt. I'm talking about the restoration. I'm going to get to the good part in a minute. But we first of all have to deal, that's why I give you a historical perspective. You, you have to understand where we're coming from. Because of money. I remember it was Brother Bankoli Akimola. Who told me this story? I was not there. But he told me this story. Him and um, Ulysses Toff. Incidentally, this Christmas, Ulysses Toff surprised me and sent me a nice Christmas message. After I sent him one from me and mommy, he sent me one from, you know, him and his wife. 
a good friends of ours. You know, anytime I'm in Atlanta, if I have the chance, I try and stop by and see them. I saw him about five years ago when I went to Atlanta. And if I'm around and I have the time, I, I always say, oh, somebody come and take me to go and greet them. You know, same with Brother Banks. So Brother Banks and Ulysses told, this prophet comes to town, in quotes, a true prophet. Brother Banks told me this personally. He said, OJ, you know, calls me OJ. He said, Ah, Moriri. <laughs> he said, In Yoruba. He said, This man comes to town. He said that the man will have a prophetic word for people, but it's at a price. He told me. He said, He went to Tufts Church. He did the same thing. I think he went to Creflo. I don't know if he went to Creflo, you know. And one, and Barrel Banks, you know. Even, I think Papa Ralph. You know, even knew about this. This true story was a banker told me. He said, ah, he said the word, he said, he, he said there, there, there was one for $5,000. True story. It's in America. He said, if you gave 5000 you know, he said he would give you a personal word of prophecy. He said, he said, bro, he said, Olupi, Uchi, he said the thing was accurate. He said he told me and my wife things that no other person would know. Genuine, but still the devil. He said that if you gave 1,000, he would also give you a word for but it would not be as detailed as the one for 5,000. Then if you didn't have anything, you just get God bless you. Finish you. True story. Ah, so I said, Banks. I said, Baba Banks. I said, I said, what's that? Ah, I said, OJ, oh, me more. <laughs> I said, you shouldn't kill him. Even though what the man said was correct. For financial gain. He did the same thing in Tufts Church. He said, ah, he said, the man will read your mail. He will tell you what is you say in your bedroom. Between you and your wife. And you know no other person except God could know. But all of it was at a price. Those who gave five, ten thousand dollars and he will call you aside when you when you seize the money. A special word. That is merchandising the gospel. It's a corruption. Even though the word of wisdom was accurate. You see, the devil has what's known as familiar spirits. Satan too, he knows the supernatural. Satan knows what happened to your house last week. So he can tell an evil spirit and he will tell you. Have you forgotten in the book of uh, Kings? He said, who will be a lying spirit in the mouth of Ahab's prophets? Mercy, Lord. This has happened. So, the pure, it was a purity and the power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit became more and more corrupted over the years because of this, number one, trying to operate the, the gifts of the Spirit when the Holy Spirit is not willing 
when he's not doing it. It's just you, man, trying to do something for sure. Even some of the great men of God fell into this something. I heard Kenneth Hagen in one of those times, I think I was in Rhema, talk about the experience of William Branham. William Branham was a great prophet, no doubt about that. And he did have correct, accurate word of wisdom, word of knowledge and gifts of healings. And then crowds of people would come. But there will be times when the crowd will come and there is no manifestation. So what do you do? I don't tell people to go home. So he tries to perform. Then familiar spirits came in. And God spoke through Kenneth Hagen as well as um, Gordon Lindsay. This was 1960 something. You know, and said that he's going to make a mistake. And he's going to die. His works will follow him. And that's exactly what happened to William Branham. This is a great thing we are, and I'm going to tell you the solution in a minute. It's a big problem. See, you can be originally called of God, anointed of God, like Saul. Saul wasn't called by the devil. He was called by God. He was anointed by God. But the same Saul, an evil spirit from the Lord came and troubled him. And the gifts that he had, the Bible says, Saul not also among the prophets. Saul prophesied under the Holy Ghost. The same Saul prophesied under the evil spirits. So we have had a bastardization, a corruption of the gifts of the Holy Spirit since about 1983. It's increased for pride, the loss of the flesh. I have it written here. I'm going to write it exactly. Read it exactly the way God gave it to me. It says, for financial gain and to gratify the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes and the pride of life. Fulfilling what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21, 23. Now, everybody go to Matthew chapter 7. I'm highlighting the problem. I'm going to give you the solution in a few minutes. We're talking about the restoration. There's a restoration of the purity, of the purity and the power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. As at today, in many, many, many circles in the church, the gifts of the Spirit have been corrupted. They're no longer pure. And the power uh, uh, manifestation of most of them have diminished greatly. I could tell you story after story. But because I walk in love and my job is to build up the body, not to tear it down. I don't mention names. I don't want to forget. Let me say what I want to say. Then we'll go and read the scripture. We're going to read two scriptures. Matthew 7 and Deuteronomy chapter 13. But before I read those scriptures, this is a true story. It happened here in Nigeria. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, 
prophecies and articles available on our website spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.